Victory 91.5. So powerful from Upper Room Music, you satisfy. I, I, I don't know if I can think of Upper Room without thinking brisket because they're all they're all over <laughs> Texas, huh? They're all over Dallas. They've been praying over Dallas for 10 years. Maybe that's why wow. the brisket's so good. <laughs> Maybe. All this time. It's kosher. It's not in that sauce. <laughs> Different sauce. Uh, this weekend is Pentecost, 50 days after the... Uh, uh, after Passover, and Ray Haynes is in teaching on Pentecost this morning, and this is where we become the bride. Oh, it's just it's just exciting, you know. It's also I love the 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 irony of it because we've been talking about marriage because of marriage conferences and all, and you know the wonderful thing is she get married, and mm. the other thing is you get married, and <laughs> it's just like there you are. And so Pentecost is this wonderful time, one of the the coolest of the festivals, but it's also the most argued about one. And so the irony of it being so much. About about uh, marriage is it's just a little bit funny, mm-hmm. but on the other side, this is this is that day when God really wants to impact you, to touch you, not just in your marriage, but in your life. Uh, there's just so many things that are inside you, just pressing and fighting inside this little hidden battle going on. That and Pentecost is where that gets dealt with. And you know, remember the the disciples? They were just fighting. They were afraid. They were they had no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. Pentecost happens. They're standing up and they lead thousands to the Lord that day something happened that inner battle ended that day and so mm-hmm. it's exciting and so that's why we take these times on the air to go back and we're gonna take you all the way back into the Old Testament walk you into the new to show you how it all connects and, and how it all works so there was a bunch of festivals, you know, back when we started at Passover. What you think of as Resurrection Day was the Jewish uh, Feast of First Fruits, all right? And they're uh, basically, they, if it literally is first fruits. You take the what you just planted, it's mm-hmm. harvested, and you, you wave it, you, you say thank you to God for it, right. all right? So that's what first fruits is. So, but for us, that's the resurrection of Jesus and, and all those who had died before, from Adam and Eve in their sin, all the way to the thief on the cross beside mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, all these God takes and now walks into heaven. So mm-hmm. when you talk about first fruits, we talk about barley, but um, this particular festival, it was barley with oil, a lamb was sacrificed, there was wine. There was a lot going on that you probably don't know about. So we're going to go forward 50 days from that wave offering of Passover and to this one today, or actually tomorrow, but it's the Feast of Weeks, seven weeks. It's Pentecost. So Leviticus 23, here's what it says. From the day after the Sabbath, the day you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, count off seven full weeks. Count off 50 days up to the day after the seventh Sabbath and then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. So Mm -hmm. once again, you're counting seven weeks and then you do this whole wave thing again. From wherever you live, bring two loaves made of two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour baked with yeast. Now remember Passover, no yeast. Mm -hmm. This one's got yeast as a wave offering of first fruits. So think of that, the bread. Present this bread with seven male lambs, each year old and without defect, one young bull and two rams. There's a lot going on here. It's Mm -hmm. not just waving uh, wheat here. So there's a very big offering of lambs and bulls and rams. There'll be a burnt offering to the Lord together with the grain offering and drink offering, a food offering and aroma pleasing to the Lord. 
Then, sacrifice one male goat for a sin offering and two lambs, each a year old, for a fellowship offering or peace offering. So don't get mired up in all the stuff going on there. Mm -hmm. Just pay attention to this. Right. You've got a wave offering, a burn offering, a sin offering, a fellowship offering, and a peace offering. So you may say, good gosh, how many offerings do you have? <laughs> That's all of them, actually. So when you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field. Gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave mm -hmm. them for the poor, for the foreigner residing among you. I am the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. So a bunch of things happen there. Number one was get all the sacrifices. And the other is you're giving something away to those who are hurting. All right. That meal offering that's waved, the flour, the frankincense, oil, and salt, that represents an unblemished life. This is the Christian life. Mm -hmm. We don't get to live in sin. The burnt offering, it's all, be about, it's all burnt, right? The life and death of Jesus perfectly accomplished the will of God. We are, we are totally, totally saved when we put our hope in Jesus. It's all burned. It's none mm -hmm. left. The sin offering is a remission of sin. It's the forgiveness of sin. The fellowship or peace offering, Jesus becomes our peace or our substitute. We have peace with God. So the focus is on wheat, but you actually bring all of the fruit of your crop that year. And there's seven crops in Israel. Uh, happened at Pentecost, wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, and dates. Mm -hmm. All right, that's just think fruits. So Pentecost is the day the Holy Spirit came upon believers gathered together. What happens when the Holy Spirit comes into your life? You manifest the fruit of the Spirit. That's why there's seven. The Feast of Weeks is fulfilling the empowering of the church to bring the harvest of the gospel. So as you can imagine, this is really about the lost. Uh, all the major sacrifices were present. That's the only feast where everything is there. Uh, and the reason for that is only Christians can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You just can't wander in and just get connected to God. You have to go through Jesus. The date is unknown. So God is fully in control. It's a language that you don't learn to speak. It's God doing it. Two unleavened loaves or 11 loaves. So if you have two loaves, two things are necessary, the Holy Spirit and you. Mm -hmm. It's a wedding day. It's an aspect of becoming one with Christ, which causes your life to be fruitful. If, you've had, if, you, had a, if you got saved, but you still look and feel the same, uh, you're missing something. All right? mm -hmm. uh, and, and the last thing, it's out of control. God does it. You receive it. And when you really connect to God, you're going to find that he's always just popping up inside of you in new ways. He's showing you this, giving you this, doing this. So if you remember how Israel, I said in the last break, Israel was forbidden to eat the barley crop right. for the Feast of first fruits. Same principle applied to the wheat crop at Pentecost. Why? There's no salvation or infilling of the Holy Spirit without the cross. And there's no power apart from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Luke 24 says, Behold, I, this is Jesus, mm -hmm. I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem till you're endued with power from on high. So if you ever wondered about that or trying to figure it all out, Pentecost is, is all about that. So coming up, we'll have a countdown to a wedding. Countdown to a wedding. It's Pentecost this weekend, starting uh, Saturday night into Sunday. It's mm -hmm. Rise and Stein. This is Ray Haynes teaching on Pentecost. Good morning. Coming up. Here in the presence from Elevation mm -hmm. and something awesome from Capital City Music. Sweet. What do you do when your life?